hours set aside to reinvigorate the masses. It's out of my control. I don't have the answers. The greats have no fear. The words will appear. Perhaps I'm unprepared for life's classes. Learned reflections in the mirror remind me of the proactive lifestyle that is never far away. Nor is it near. It's getting harder to wear off this counterfeit gear. Blurring root is now my vice. False puns. No beer. Empty pockets. Wishes everyone a safe journey, yet no one does them a favour. Contactless payment isn't available in this carriage. Just odd behaviour. seat in a distraction, saving me excuse, tap and clutch, the designer straps may as well be in use. The doors open, a light here. On this platform, the CCTV picks up nothing, the commuters dream. Only a sleeping bag and a cardboard box lie behind the fictional covers. It takes no vision to see. There's no exit signs in this reality. Oh dear. If only this train could take me to where I want to be. I'm off next stop. That's a shame. I've always fancied going to Raynham. Hello. In this episode, we will look at my journey away from 2018 and use guidance to overcome our inner battles to achieve the desired outcomes that we long for. I am Ben, and here is my gambling story. So yeah, dear diary. Dear diary. Dear diary. Dear diary. Hello there, diary. Entry. Dear diary. I just feel like I need to go through things out of my head. Today I had a bit Really lucky to be here, actually. Well, I started with 35. Obviously, my gambling urge is to come when I'm bored and when I've got no money. It's almost as if I knew I was going to lose it all. It's not subterfuge, but it's definitely up there. I'm really struggling. Everyone knows my previous with regards to the casino. Pushing is what's that going to cost me? 150, that's three quid, three quid, that's nearly half my wage already. How can you not learn? How? How can you not learn? You should get things done too. There's no excuse, mate. Are you in a good place though? I never want to be in this situation ever again and I'm not going to be in this situation ever again. Quite interesting to see how the pleasure and the purpose are starting to overlap so desperate. We'll get through it. Other than that, I'm all groovy. Anyhow, lots of love and I love you very much. Alright, nice one. See you in a bit. Do you know what? I'm going to stop talking. Over and out. Ben. The Diary of a Gambling Kid, Episode 5. I never asked to be on this gambling train, but I found myself on it. The train I had boarded was taking my life in the wrong direction. It was now time to get off. Motivation for addiction recovery is viewed not as something inside the person seeking help, but as something that emerges out of the individual's interactions in their physical and social environment. During the second half of the 20th century, the field of addiction treatment faced significant changes. Leading physicians, such as John Wallace, found sufferers of drug addiction 
with no motivation to seek recovery treatments, not because of an absence of pain in their lives, but an absence of hope. Pre-recovery treatments are available. They progressively enhance the readiness of patients into treatment. Luckily for me, this was never a problem. I had a sincere desire to recover, exclusively from the pain course from my rock-bottom moment. Yet, I asked myself, if it wasn't for those big dreams for me to strive for, would I have ever chosen to take that first step, go to the GA meetings? I wonder. Gambling with my own future had run its course. In this episode, we will look at three different diary entries from different stages of my recovery. Notice, my hope for a better life is consistent throughout. My surroundings, less so. Firstly, you'll find me in London, the 6th of November, 2018. Almost three months on from my low point. Here is a place where I had to be. Rebuilding. Hello, dear diary, it's the 6th of November 2018. It's 2 in the morning. My dad came to visit. He was staying at the Tower Hotel. I was just pretty much moaning to him. Moaning about the fact that it's it's grim at the moment. We went to Moe's Diner and then we went back to the Tower Hotel. Then I got my stuff. Um, We had a lovely tea. I was, yes, like I was saying, I was just sort of going through... Dad asked me how I was, am I well? And I, I just said to him openly, I was like, look, it's hard at the moment, it's grim. I'm really struggling, as in financially-wise, you know. I'm just thinking about paying rent all the time. So, yeah, it's all hard at the moment. And Dad was saying, well, I don't understand why I've not pushed the CV out to these places. If, if anything, it's a work in progress. I mean, God, I've been out on my own for over a month now, I mean it's November, we had October which was, yeah, and then we had September which was, well September, God, um, I mean obviously I finished my course and then 8th of the 9th lost my money and so I've just been really rebuilding financially really and now I've got to a point where I can start looking for things. Job-wise, I'm working at the heel tap, and although I'm not a full full-time member of staff there, they give me loads of shifts, which is quite good. And chuckles are sort of give me a few, which I need. So yeah, it's it's work in progress. I've actually written some things on my what shall I call that? My my like my little time planner wall, made wall of productivity maybe potentially. I think remember the fifth of November, it's a turning point for me. This is where. When I sort of kick it round, this is it. It's all good. Gosh, it's it's been a whirlwind. Um, finding my feet in London, to be honest. Really, I'm, a, I'm I'm an adult now, really. If I want something, I've got to work fucking hard for it. And I've realised that now. And there are no shortcuts in life. You're only cheating yourself, you know. As Martin would say, you know, if you're only cheating yourself if you cheat. When I say cheat, I mean, like, anything, to be honest. That was a, related to cutting corners in rugby, and, well, God, that, yeah, means something to me now, more than anything. 
I mean, right now, God, I'm feeling fine. I've got a clean bed that I've made yesterday. I've got my washing all hanging up. I've got my clothes drying. So that, I feel good about those things. Obviously, it'd be nice if they could all dry pretty soon so that I could get them all in my cupboards and sorted rather than uh, rather than having them up all week. It's bonkers. This, this life is bonkers. You know, obviously, Dad was like, well, if you're not happy in London, then you don't have to stay in London. And... I think it's just more it's a slog for me at the moment. It's a slog. It's so grim, you know, it's it's grim, like it's horrid, it's hard, like this is really minging. I've got no money to go out and do things. Um you know, I'm living in London but God I'm not seeing it. I'm literally just I I wanna pay my rent in so I can stay in my house. Like yeah, I'm not going out, nothing nothing appeals to me anymore like it used to. I mean God, I used to be so careless with my money, like and I still am, I still have those habits, I still have those sprees, God, even when I don't think I'm spending money, I'm spending money, and that's the shocker, I mean, I was going to show my dad today, like, minus £200, I thought I was, and I was minus 350 I mean, God, out of nowhere, it's a work in progress, I mean, literally, don't need to spend any money this week at all, other than bush journeys, shit, bush journeys, what's that going to cost me? One fifty. That's three quid. Three quid. That's nearly half my wage already. Fuck. One fifty. That's three. Three quid. Three times five. Fifteen. Fifteen quid. It's not too bad to be fair, if I'm honest. And maybe, what the odd milk. Yeah, literally. My. It's hard work. It's it's hard. But I mean, this is this is where I step up now. And doesn't matter how hard or how many times I can get knocked down, like, I've got to keep going, I've got to, I can never give up. As Frank said, I can never give up. This is it, I'm doing it, I've got to do it. And it's the nature of the beast, but the reward is so great when it comes off, and I've got to do that. I need to be as healthy as I can, keep my brain as switched on as I can, otherwise I just won't be able to do these things. Dad, dad, dad said that he's proud when I'm helping people, so I'm going to help people. And and that would make me happy if I make him happy. I think helping people is a great idea. Um, through the Gambling Anonymous podcast, I think that could be a great shout. I don't know if I'm going to do that yet, but I'm going to work that out. I've got it scheduled in, so before the end of this week. <sighs> scheduled in, Jesus Christ, there you go, another thing. On that bloody productivity wall. Yeah, a lot of things have happened. Sorry that I've not really spoke much. If I'm honest with you, it's been grim. I got into a bit of a cycle. Um, I was just going into a cycle where it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, doing fuck all, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I mean, bearing in mind it'd be the evening, so it'd be like five till close Thursday, five till close Friday. And to be fair, it'd be like 12 till close Sunday and Saturday, um, sorry, Saturday and Sunday. And I just wouldn't do, I'd, I'd do, I'd do fuck all Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and well, I may as well be back home if I'm doing that. What are you doing? What What was I doing? And do you know what it was? I was smoking weed. Me, just with the addictive personality, I'm guessing, I'd just, I'd say yes, and, and think, oh yeah, it's creative, oh, that bollocks. What a load of bollocks. Don't get me wrong, you can be creative, yes, but fair enough. My brain, yeah, fair enough, it does go on little sporadic little urges when I'm high, but then my heartbeat raises. 
you do have thoughts where you're like, oh God, do I, am, I, am I dying right now, you know? But you just put, put them aside because you're like, oh, I'm going to wake up in the morning after I've passed out. What? That's not healthy. You can't go like that. I wasted three months of my life. From this summer till now. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's great escapism. You know, if you want to just escape, then fair play. I want to do something with my life. I can't be doing that. Jesus. And plus as well, I'm more creative when I'm actually just fresh and on it. And I don't mean on it. I mean on it mentally, not on it weed. I know this, I sound like there's a lot of progress going on, but my God, I I could have gambled. I could have lost everything again. I could have chosen not to go to Camden Anonymous every Monday evening. I could have done so many things differently. I could have I could have prioritised gym. I could have prioritised going to college and acting. I could have done so much different. And now everything in my life is equated to this, like come down to this point where I am minus £302 in my overdraft. I've got to pay rent on the 26th of November, and it's the 6th, so that's in 20 days. So I will have three paydays before then. Somehow, if I could get to that £600 mark. So that basically means I need to have um, £300 a week and not spend anything. <laughs> What's going on? I'm a DV. He's not in the corners. Oh, Never got that, is it? Oh, no, you don't got that. Yeah, okay, so it's looking pretty unachievable then. So if I aimed for after rent's been taken out, the figure's looking more like minus 150. Okay. Yeah, that's how my brain works now. I'm thinking like that. I'm thinking about paying rent and what I'm spending, the ingoings and outgoings, and how to get what I want out of this life. Um, yeah, Dad was like, you're still very young, and I did say that, you said it before then, like, you're here, you're here, you're actually in London, you've made the first step, you've really made the first move, so now it's about making our second move, now it's really grabbing things by both hands and doing it, because... I really, really, really have been in the shit. Like, I have... Doing fuck all is just really fucked. Fuck me, and I'm, I'm learning, but I needed it. I needed that fuck all, because that fuck all is my massive... That's, that's the thing that gets me out of bed. I'm currently watching Daredevil at the moment, which I'm quite addicted to, which is is my downfall, yes. I do like a bit of a Netflix box set, not why. But then who doesn't? So yeah, I'm just watching that, but um, up early tomorrow, then where we'll go from there. Maybe gonna stop saying like, oh, I need to do this. I don't, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do things from now on, rather than just saying things. Hence why I've probably not been on the podcast on on this rather as much. Whew, yeah, a lot to talk about. It's a hard slog. It's really hard. But it's all gonna be fucking worth it. Sorry to swear, but it's all gonna be worth it. Let's have it. Dear diary. So the date's the 14th, it's 2019. Well, it's Thursday. I started my internship on Monday. 
Um, it's basically a three month probationary period. If I pass it, well, it basically means I do well and I get money if I want to stay on. Today I had a bit of a fuck up um, scheduled meeting. I got my first meeting scheduled. The nurse gave him the wrong name though, so he was calling her Sarah, not Sophie. Good, to be honest with you. Having said that, she wasn't keen anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, on to the next one. This whole new journey, I went over my contract today. When you're in, you're in, and that's it. And Yeah, you get incentives, you get money on top of things, but got to be persistent and just keep going. Just keep my head up. I've got to manage myself. Obviously, I'm fatter than ever. After completing my internship and progressing on, I worked for a year in Elstree and Borenwood, the home of EastEnders, Strictly Come Dancing, and The Chase, amongst other things. I learnt a lot, and I am forever grateful for my time there. But I think the experiences of 2018 had sharpened my spidey senses. Something in my life still wasn't quite right. I wasn't loving the new version of myself I was heading towards. So, I did what people do when they want to find themselves. The Diary of a Gambling Kid, Episode 5. The uh, Diary. And we're off. Wicked. Yeah, the situation's really. It's the 29th of March. I am currently walking down the back streets of uh, Laos, the NTM, capital city, where it's, uh, it's morning, it's about probably about just gone nine, maybe, and uh, me and Stefania have chosen to spend the morning, this is our self-care time, so, uh, well, we're both going to the park. To go for a little run, she's off a bit before me. I just thought that I'd drop in and uh, use one of these little times to uh, record a nice message, a little diary one, um, trapped in Laos for the foreseeable future. Uh, I wouldn't say trapped though, I mean, yeah, we're trapped, but you know, people are trapped in their own homes in the UK, so I wouldn't say trapped at all. Uh, it's quite glorious, to be honest with you. Uh, the weather's beautiful. Um, it's given me time to uh, sort of space out a few thoughts. And um, it's been nice to spend time with Spania, obviously. Nice to have that female companionship. You know, squeezing my spots. Yes, it could be a bit of a nag, but 
on the whole, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's nice to have that comfort, that affection. Uh, you know, they sort of drive me forward in a sense. Um, it's the 29th of March. I've been reading, reading a Prisoner of War book. Uh, the birds still singing hell. So it's a good time to be reading it, to be honest with you. In the grand scheme of things, when uh, the entire world's on lockdown, COVID-19. Um, yeah, it's uh, quite interesting, really, everything that's going on. It's the time of pandemic. I mean, we left, when I left 29th of February, it was all a bit, um, it was quiet, you know, it was sort of a... A lot of people, it was growing in China, but it wasn't worldwide. And now it's, it's you know, 260 people died yesterday in the UK alone. Um, in one day. It's quite a crazy thing. It's, um, it's yeah, a big pandemic, COVID-19. It started around February time, January maybe. Um, and, and it's only, well, near the end of March. And it's, um, it's taken thousands of lives. I mean, in fact, in Italy, more than a thousand people died in one day. The virus, 80% of people who catch it are fine. Um, death rate for men's higher. It's about 3% for men and it's about 1.5% for women if you catch it. Which is a bit scary because I'm a man. Nevertheless. Yeah, it, it's just the thing that we've got to live with is... All very interesting, a lot of conspiracy theories around it about where and it really originated. Um, I, I think it, well, it came from animals, it came from bats, apparently that's what they're saying, from the illegal. Um, someone ate a bat that had the virus and that's how it's travelled. Um, who knows? Conspiracy theory about the Chinese, about biochemical warfare. It started in Cambodia. There was the Americans making the Chinese look bad. Well, actually, I can't be the Americans because the Americans look absolutely bloody so unprepared for it. You know, so that that's almost the least like now scenario. Yeah. What 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 else to say really? So I'm just crossing roads and the capital city of Laos. Uh, walking past this massive temple, massive, massive temple right now. I can see a temple in Laos. We've got quite a unique style. And we've got this road here. It's just really long. Looking left and right, right and left. Oh, sorry, I'm just painting pictures for you now. What's this? What's this temple called? What? Uh, so it all starts with what over here, like W A T. It might be like VAT, actually. So it starts with VAT in Laos, but what in, in Thailand? That's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful temple that I can just see right now. Um, right, what do I need to inform you on? Yes, down to 90 degrees. James here asked me, are you in a good place, though? And that was a very, very... That well, was a good question. A good question. It requires a good answer. The honest truth is that obviously I don't have any, you know, I've saved up. I'm sort of living off what I have earned. You know, it's almost like I've built this up and 
I do love this lifestyle, don't get me wrong, but it's obviously not sustainable and I do want to find more purpose in my life. I mean, I feel like I have found purpose in my life and pleasure. It's, it's quite interesting to see how the, the pleasure and the purpose are starting to overlap, where reading books, for example, would used to be something it wasn't that pleasurable for me. Now I'm, I'm reading this book and I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. You know, that's all I want to do. So purpose really would be to sort of achieve things that are okay how do I how do I do this you know and, and set goals and, and, and targets and, and do it that way like you know I'm not happy with my weight at the moment um, well I'm, I'm not happy with my belly at the moment I don't, my, my weight is probably fine um, hence the running um, we've been eating beautiful food so I could cut down on that but you know, it's all part of the the dynamics really is uh, how, how I try to work for something. But no, I think working for the future, that's, that's important, you know. I know that I'll find a lot of pleasure and purpose in in doing this job application. You know, I might not find any pleasure in it, like instantaneous happiness and, oh yeah, woo joy, but when it's done, it'll be absolutely immense and I'll feel quite giddy. So, you know, it's, it's nice really. I think, to answer James's question, I am in a good place. I'm in a good place. I'm away from the family, which uh, they're only a face time away. I'm away from negativity, away from gambling, away from everything that has, has caused me you know, issues in the past. And I'm just, just living my life. Some, some French guy, I think he's funny. Uh, a lot of French people there, it's quite nice. Um, maybe language, that's the next one. Spaniards actually actively learn languages, but you know, I'm reading this book. Comes and goes, man. Anyhow, I'm gonna have to love you and leave you because I'm gonna jog. But um, I'm okay, I'm really okay, and I'm fine. well done, Ben. I keep going, you know, this is his 23rd year on the planet, well, 24th, and um, it's. Uh, it's just, you know, you're sort of starting to turn these small ideas now into, into actual reality. You, you actually realise for the first time the other day, oh gosh, I can actually do this podcast I didn't. Anyhow, lots of love and I love you very much. Um, you know, big heart, big man, big boy, beautiful mind. Always had a beautiful mind. Just keep it that way. Okay, that's all, that's all they were me then. And this is me now. The new interactions, the new physical and social environments have all helped me sustain from gambling and adopt a new outlook on life. Don't get me wrong, I am human. I do get attached to things. I've always been a sucker for a rom-com, a box set. And I always will be. Procrastination. When will you stop taking me off track? The perspective for this episode looks at the distractions in your environment and how to overcome them to help get work done, get the job applications sent. The book, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, helps break through the blocks that keep pushing your desired destination out of your reach. The book states, Resistance's goal is not to wound or disable. Resistance aims to kill. Its target is the epicentre of our being, our genius, our soul, the unique and priceless gift we were put on earth to give. 
and that no one else has but us. Resistance means business. When we fight it, we're in a war. To the death. Thank you, Stephen. You can find more powerful words like this in the book, The War of Art, by Stephen Pressfield. Remember, one day at a time. Just one day at a time. Addiction is in no rush to get you. If you're in need of professional help, or perhaps just want to have a little look and see what's on offer, please check out the links in the description of this episode. And get in contact. Share your story. The Diary of Gambling Kid Podcast at gmail.com and on Facebook and Instagram as well. It's just the Diary of a Gambling Kid Podcast. In the next and final episode of this little series, we will take a look at my diary entry two years on from my last bet. <laughs> two years. It is possible. I can't believe it. Thank you for listening. This podcast is dedicated on telling you what compulsive gambling is really like in the modern world with weekly diary entries and reflective perspectives. I'm not a psychology expert, trained therapist or even a class clown. I'm a compulsive gambler. I did not attend counselling sessions and Gamblers Anonymous meetings to learn the recovery programmes. I went to save my life. Reaching my version of rock bottom, started my journey on closing the door on gambling for good. I'm blessed to have a solid support network around me, but for many, there is no turning point moment. The Diary of a Gambling Kid, Episode 5.